Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon. I have attached the link on the website. So if you just visit the website, irelandsbirthstories.ie, you can then find the Patreon link there. Thank you to those that have. In this week's episode, I chat to Leanne and she talks me through her one pregnancy and the birth of her little man, James. So Leanne opted to go down the home birth route. She got her midwife, Anya, on board. She got everything ready at home. But at a routine appointment, she met with a consultant who decided home birth was not the safest option for her. So she did have signs of excess fluid and her baby was considered quite big. So she laboured in the hospital for quite some time and then ended up having a C-section, which she considers a quite a positive experience. So I'll let Leanne tell you all the details, but I think you will agree after listening to her tell her story how incredible she was in remaining so positive throughout. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and if you do, please make sure to follow, review and rate the podcast if you have a moment. Enjoy again and chat soon. Leanne, you're very welcome to the Ireland's Birth Stories podcast. If you want to just begin by giving us a little introduction to you and your lovely family. Hi Cora, thanks for so much for having me on. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, my name is Leanne. I'm 36. I live in um, a small village called Prosperous in County Kildare with my husband Jamie. Um, we got married May 2019, the year before last. Um, and yeah, we had a lovely wedding over in Spain, and then shortly after, um, nine months to be exact, we gave birth. I gave birth to my gorgeous little boy James. So. Um, that's where we are at the moment. He's a he's a a big bundle of joy. So let's just dive straight into your pregnancy. Was your pregnancy planned? Yeah, um, yeah. So we got married. As I said, we were married, and we sort of said um, after the wedding that we would, you know, we'd we'd try um, something we both always wanted. So we kind of when we came back from honeymoon, um. Yeah, it was it was planned, and we were very very lucky, um, very blessed that it actually happened for us straight away. I know it's not that way for everybody, but yeah, I was really really lucky. I kind of, it's so strange. I said to my husband on honeymoon, like I I feel a bit. <laughs> this sounds so ridiculous already. Like I feel a bit different already, and maybe in my mind I was just you know praying that I was. Um, we came back then from honeymoon and we had a party 
back in Nice because our wedding was quite small over in Spain. So we had a big party and we were actually going to the party. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm, I'm telling you I'm pregnant. Like, and I just had a feeling. And I remember his mom actually said to me that night, she sort of looked at me and she said, I, just, I think you're pregnant. it was just one of those feelings you know you just get a feeling and like I still had to wait another two weeks or whatever but yeah it turned out that I was so um oh yeah it was just amazing we were absolutely over the moon I mean we weren't expecting it to be so soon but we we were absolutely delighted so yeah was so how did you feel in those first few weeks of pregnancy first couple of weeks um great great I actually I love like I'm one of these really annoying people, Cora, that like I loved being pregnant and I'm sure I know it's not like that for everyone, but I I loved it. I kind of always wanted to be pregnant, so I just sort of, I just really, really enjoyed it. I was a little bit sick. I really, I was lucky enough for the whole pregnancy that I wasn't, um, I wasn't too sick. I didn't really throw up at all, but I, those first couple of weeks, I just had that, that hungover feeling, I used to mm. call it, just that sicky, never went away, but totally manageable and I'm very lucky in that sense I was never that sick um but yeah I was just like I just loved it I hated having to keep it a secret from anyone I was terrible I told my parents pretty much straight away um and my sisters two sisters and then a couple of friends I told them after a while but um yeah I was just so I just I I felt really great in the first couple of weeks I just kind of got straight into it learned I I bought all the books got kind of completely obsessed with it um read all read all the books and I got really into all the podcasts so it's so weird because I if this podcast had been around Cora like I it's it's amazing now and all the all the guests you've had on you've had so many amazing episodes but like I was listening to podcasts from all different probably from Australia UK and I was just got really into it I know a lot of them you know it's it's so nice to actually relate to you know like local you know you might know someone or to hear like true real honesty you know your mm. your podcast is quite unscripted and it's you know it's, it's you're, you can be vulnerable and honest and I, I really like that so um if I had had this at the time I'd say I would have it would have helped an awful lot but yeah I just kind of dove into it and got into all the podcasts and um yeah just immersed myself in it and I, I loved it did the prenatal yoga um, yeah, it flew by for me. I found the pregnancy really flew, um, but I loved. I absolutely loved it. It was probably the best I've ever felt. You know, I, I oh, wow. my skin, hair, nails. You know, I just kind of it just sort of suited me. Everything was was going great. My hair, my I don't think my hair's ever been as thick and shiny. <laughs> and even and now I'm like, oh please, it's all falling out. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I really I really liked it, and I know it's that's annoying when people say that, you know. That they love being pregnant, but I really did. <laughs> yeah, I really did. No, it's lovely to hear that. So through educating yourself so much, did you decide on any specific birth preferences or what was your plan there? Yeah, so we um, initially, um, it was just the standard route that we were going to go down, you know, went to the doctor um, decided to go for a hospital birth. We picked the coomb and a few of my friends had given birth in the coomb. And our doctor just kind of recommended it. So I decided to go with the midwife led care. So it would be um, some of the appointments were in the NACE clinic, which is, was handy for us. And then the rest were up in the coom. Mm-hmm. I actually only needed to go to the coom, I think, once in the whole nine months. So I loved that it was local, you know, that I could just pop up to my scans and stuff in NACE. Um, so I kind of... I did I just sort of went along with it for the first couple of weeks but the more of the podcasts I was listening to and you know reading books and stuff I got really into the Ina Mae Gaskin um 
the guide to childbirth I know a lot a lot of um, women have read it amazing I love yeah. that book and it kind of opened my eyes to um home birth which I'd never ever um, that's the truth I'd never really thought about it before um so yeah from sort of the second I I read about it and we, we kind of looked a bit more delved a bit into it deeper and I decided this sounds exactly sounds like this is for me um I'm anyone who knows me will know I'm sort of afraid of I have a bit of a fear of hospitals med- anything medical I'm I'm terrible like I'd get my blood pressure taken I'm likely to faint you know I'm one of these like I can't get my blood bloods taken I can't get needles I'm dreadful so um hospitals kind of freaked me out anyway and I think before I got pregnant I was thinking I don't know how I'm going to do this if I'm ever pregnant, you know, like how will I get through it? But of course, as soon as, yeah. as soon as you're pregnant, that goes out the window, everything, you're, you're totally fine. And I was fine. But um, when I heard of home birth and just that it was, you know, the comforts of your own home and I, I researched and I thought this is, this is right up my street. I, I love this idea. So um, I was well, we were well into the pregnancy. I think I was nearly 30 weeks actually. And I decided I'd, I'd sort of changed my mind. Okay. I said, I'm, I'm, I need to find out about this home birth. I didn't know anyone who had a home birth. Um, so I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it or to ask questions. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot of information on it. I kind of went and looked at a couple of the um, Instagram accounts. And, you know, I was looking online and, um, again, with the podcast, but nothing local to me, nothing like I didn't even realize how easy it was to find out the information about a home birth. Um, so I eventually, yeah, I just contacted the HSC and I got in touch with Anya, who is, I think she was your midwife. Yeah, and I've heard her name yeah, mentioned yeah. so many times on this podcast. She's just amazing. I think she's been a midwife to loads of ladies um, in the area. I got in touch with her and just said, you know what, I'll just have a chat with her. I don't know anything about home birth, um, but I'd love to find out about it. And yeah. That from that moment, my whole our whole plan changed, and we decided on we decided to go down the home birth route. So I didn't. Um, I think I kind of kept it to myself for a while. You know, probably yourself. You had a home birth, did you? I think. I did, it, yeah. You know, yeah, the resistance did, yeah. that you're going to be met with immediately. You know, when you mention home birth to anyone who hasn't, um, who doesn't know a whole lot about it, um, and I was a bit resistant at the beginning as well. Of course, you have your little fears and doubts, but. Um, I just so I kind of kept it to myself I didn't even really mention it to to Jamie my husband I just sort of went and did the research and said look I'm gonna invite Anya up to the house to have a chat with us so I think I told him like that day I said look there's a midwife coming to the house just to have a chat um hear her out and like find out all about home births I was just so interested in it and um yeah she came to the house that and it was like like, you know, Anya, it's like sitting with a friend that you've known for years. I made her tea. We had the firelight and we were chatting all about home birth. And um, oh, I was giddy. Like I was sitting on the chair, I was on the edge of the chair, like asking her every question. I had so many questions. Like, you know, when you just connect with someone and you just know this sounds, this is exactly what I what I need. This is for me. Um, I think like straight away, just she was talking all about it and all about the care, the you know, I loved the fact that all the appointments would be at home and, you know, she, you, you get to build up a relationship with her and, and I, and I loved the idea of having the, the water birth at the end. And I'd done it, like, as, as I said, I was looking through every video on the internet of water birth and I, I just became obsessed with it. And 
I just thought it was amazing and I knew I could do it and I was in a great just a really positive headspace and I thought this is this is for me so before she left it was so funny she must have had like four cups of tea loads of biscuits and I was like so do you want to just uh, start another cup of tea I just wanted to talk about it all night to her and um before she left she was like now listen think about it you know you're under no pressure and myself and Jamie I just looked at him and he looked at me and he was like he just sort of nodded he knew straight away and I said yeah we're doing it so within I didn't even have to discuss it we, we knew straight away so um yeah quite late on we only have it was about yeah it's right about 30 weeks and we um decided to go for the home birth so that kind of started the the ball rolling with with Anya and how we got sort of geared up to have our home birth in in the kitchen which as the story goes on now, you'll find that we actually planned, obviously I planned a home birth, um, but it did end in um, a section. So I'll get to that. <laughs> but it didn't end exactly how I how I had planned it. But this is how we, we got into the um the home birth. And I was just yeah, over the moon. It's like this is this is the way to go. This is what I want it. This is what I want. So what was the reaction from your friends and family in the end? How do they feel about you choosing to give birth at home? Yeah, well, I think everyone, you know yourself, like I think everybody is a little bit, you know, hesitant at the start. It's all a bit like, oh God, what if anything happens? You know, first thing, like, obviously you're going to have midwives there. I think they think you're going to just be, I don't know, giving birth on the floor on your own, you know, with no yeah. one around. I don't know. It's the perception of it is, is, is different, isn't it? And I, and I, it's only just because I don't think any, a lot of, a lot of women that I know just haven't had home births. It's not really spoken about it is now I find it's really now that I've looked into it like this every second you know there's so many of us now that are having having them yeah but yeah at the beginning it was very much my, my parents were a little bit worried they thought it was amazing that I wanted to do something like that on my own and um but yeah they were a bit like others oh, you know what if anything happens you know your mind immediately does go a bit to the negative which is mm-hmm. just I think it's in our nature isn't it we're just a, we're worriers anyway so it was kind of met like that at the start and then as soon as I kind of but we spoke about it more and I you know educated everyone on it it everyone was like on board with it they were obviously a little bit nervous thought I was a bit mad and um I had my the pool you know from from early enough we got the pool and we had I wanted to have the whole place laid out I had the fairy lights hanging on the (laughs) on the ceiling all my affirmations like you know stuck up all over the kitchen I'm sure they all thought I was cracked like yeah yeah mine are still up I'm just refusing to take mine down and they'll stay there yeah they think but, but if anyone who knows me knows that's that's kind of the way I am anyway I'm kind of living my own little world half the time <laughs> um so I don't really think it was a big surprise to them they were a bit like yeah that's that's Leanne that's that's so you like you'd have to do something like that you know and sort of slagging me um but I from we, we got into the we did the hypnobirthing which mm-hmm. helped massively and educate us and that's probably why I was so confident about the whole thing to be honest because we um I, I know the hypnobirthing pops up a lot I think with home births it, it should anyway I think I'd recommend it to anybody mm-hmm. giving birth whether it's hospital or not but it really um helped us we loved we loved it Anya actually runs with hypnobirthing courses as well so we did a private one with her in the house um myself and Jamie and I think uh, we re- we loved it like it just gave us so much information about what was going to happen and um 
all the techniques we'd need and it just made it such a lovely experience the whole like for the for the final weeks of coming up to the labor and um I wasn't anyway nervous or you know I just I just really I just relished it I just really 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 enjoyed it and really looked forward to it I'm um it's funny I'm like I'm a planner by nature so like I need to have everything you know planned out I need to know what's going to happen where I'm going to be I'm um I'm not really a let's just wing it see what happens kind of gal like I have to yeah I have to kind of have a bit of a plan so I loved this that I you know I was going to be in control of this it was going to be in the house we'd have we knew where it was going to happen we you know Jamie had his jobs that he'd have to do and I kind of loved that and I Anya was teaching us so much about what was actually going to happen and you know with my body and just talk us through the whole thing and I loved that I think that helped immensely in in the end because I I just felt really empowered and you know just really confident which is which is lovely to have when you're coming up to a sort of it I suppose it is a can be a scary time in your life it's um I just felt really yeah felt really good and really um safe and relaxed about the whole thing yeah it sounds like you were really involved in the preparation as well yes that's it was yeah yeah it's just I knew yeah it was that's exactly what it was it was I won't say it was like a little project but in a way it kind of felt like it was you Mm. know something that we were fully involved in it wasn't just you know something that was going to happen to me I felt I was 100% kind of taking charge and you know yeah so just run us through the last few weeks when did you feel like your body was changing and your body was getting ready basically oh yeah so um the due date kind of came and went for me um I felt absolutely fine at the end I was just huge I was just massive um he he was quite a big baby I kind of knew that anyway um so but I felt great I was still doing my yoga I actually teach Zumba um classes and I was doing that right up to I mean I was doing that right up to nearly nine months so I felt brilliant in that in that sense um Towards the end, I was just tired. Feet were huge. You know, the usual, you're just swollen. <laughs> you're just like slowing down a little bit. But I felt great. Um, my due date kind of came and went and I, everything was fine. I had, it. there was one or two nights I was kind of getting towards the end. I think I was 41 plus four days, I think. And um, I was just getting kind of pains um, in my lower back Um and my on my bum kind of area, it's like the top of my or the top of my bum, sort of my lower back. And had um he was born on the Tuesday, so on the Thursday before that, I had a, an appointment in the clinic in Nace. So I just went in as I normally do, like my normal appointments. And the consultant, um, actually I was seeing midwives the whole time. Obviously, it was midwife led care, but this time there was a consultant there, um, who I'd never met before. Just went in as normal, sat up on the on the bed and he checked everything out I felt absolutely fine I think I'd gotten a sweep I got a sweep on the Wednesday so the day before Anya came to the house and we did a sweep and nothing happened um I didn't really feel like anything was happening but I was patient enough I just sort of said look we still have time it's great with the home birth you have to 14 days you can go 14 days without um and that what it is I think with the hospital yeah. you only have 11 days or something so I knew it was fine I think there was I was in no panic I wasn't even talking about you know I, I was just sort of taking it in my stride but yeah at the appointment then the consultant sort of me- uh, measured me and 
he said there's a there was fluid around the baby and he said oh you're measuring very big or the baby's measuring very big um come back in on monday and we'll induce you and i thought hold on a minute so i hadn't really met him before but i looked he looked at my charts then and he realized that it um i was down for home birth and i kind of said to him oh no no i won't be back in here monday like i'm having home birth and he just said to me um no uh i wouldn't i'd advise i'd highly advise against that i sort of looked at him and said okay that's your opinion but you know like I didn't really think out now but I just thought no I'm having it at home I'm not really listening to what you're saying because yeah. I just kept thinking in my head you know Anya knows best I was with Anya yesterday everything's fine um and yeah he just said no listen this baby's too big I'd advise against that and there's fluid you know it's just too dangerous or something so off I toddled and I was upset when I left I was kind of annoyed at him actually because he just I was like, who is he? Just didn't, you know, I've never seen this consultant before and I feel fine and everything's grand. Um, I still actually felt fine. I didn't have any pains or anything. But Friday then I did start getting the pains. So the next morning I woke up and um, Anya, I had a visit with Anya, my midwife, the normal visit. She came to me this, in the morning and um, it was very, it was exciting. It was actually Valentine's Day. That was Valentine's weekend. And I remember her saying to me, like, I'm like, you're going to have, we just got really excited about it all. And she was just looking through my notes and she just opened up the page and said, Did, is this from yesterday? And I said, yeah. And it's, he actually wrote in my notes um, that I wasn't to have, he he, he advised against a home birth. So Anya kind of Anya looked at me. I looked at Jamie and like, I just knew, I just looked at her and I said, you're not, you're not going to tell me I can't have this home birth. And she just looked at me. I just burst into tears. Like it was just, he you know I suppose it was you know it was it was written down it was on the record he was the consultant he just advised against it her hands were totally tied but I was um, I was sobbing like I just couldn't believe that he could have just just like that I wasn't gonna have my home birth um, and I felt completely fine I just didn't understand it so yeah I was really upset I I couldn't get my head around at all. So anyway, it was, it was fine. We, I still felt great. So Anya said to me, look, go up to the comb and get a growth, get a proper scan and get a growth scan. Let's see how big this baby is. And like, I knew I was going to have a big baby. I was actually, um, I was 10, seven. I was, I was a big baby. My mom had three big, big, big babies. So I didn't think there was any problem. I knew he was going to be big, but I don't know. I felt like it would be absolutely fine. Anya had every faith in me to you know it was we were our plan was kind of our plan was good but um yeah so that sort of true spanner in the works for me and my plans so yeah it wasn't the best valentine's day of all because i just spent the whole day absolutely balling we drove up to the coom and um i was having none of it i was just like in denial i was like no i'm having my home birth i've planned this i've you know i actually like i believe in like the visualization and the manifesting everything and i kind of I had it all literally in my mind, like it had already happened. Do you know, it was very clear in my mind. And looking back, I know I should have had a plan B, but I didn't even see past. I just thought this is this is what's going to happen. And you know, when you just have you see something so vividly, and I felt everything. I could smell what was happening around me. You know, um, I had the whole place laid out, and yeah, I found that very hard to, to all of a sudden just um, just surrender to the fact that I. It was just taken away from me, do you know? So that was a bit, that was a bit crap um, that day. But, you know, I, it didn't really matter because I started kind of feeling 
uncomfortable then on the Friday and I thought you know it's it is what it is the baby's going to be here soon and um, I think I was just a bit numb from it all <laughs> just think of this you know when you're, you have your you get yourself so geared up for something but anyway look it um I soon got over it. I knew it was what was going to happen so I kind of had to get my head around it um what was going to happen that we were that we, you know we were looking into the possibility of of a hospital birth after all that I just couldn't believe it just like that <laughs> yeah. do you think the hypnobirthing helped kind of deal with that adjustment or deal with that change in plan yes yes you massively so we spoke about that even you know Anya was was she was amazing we were talking about it and same with Jamie like we'd worked on the hypnobirth and had um it does it just puts you in a lovely um a lovely mindset so you know that you're in control you know that you can do it you know you're it, it teaches you so much even the simple things like the breathing and um just surrendering into your body and I I really loved it and I think when all that happened I kind of just yeah it, it definitely calmed me a little bit more like I wasn't hysterical or anything I was just really upset that you know that it wasn't going it wasn't going the way I had planned um and in the end, the hypnobirthing completely helped me because, you know, what I what I ended up was the complete opposite to what I had envisioned in my mind. So and I dealt with that really, really well. And I had a really, really positive experience in the end. So it didn't really matter the circumstances as to how, you know, how he was born. I still had the the gorgeous birth that I wanted, which is which is all it really all that really matters in the end. And that's all I really wanted. It was just in a different environment. <laughs> to what I had originally planned that's all so do you want to talk us through that appointment and then when you went in um basically into labor yeah the labor so um yeah we went in then for like a for a growth scan kind of like a second opinion just to see and get them to check me out and stuff when I went up on the Friday so we went up and there was no one available oh, it was a bit of a disaster of a day we were hanging around for ages but um we were just sent back home so I was sent back home that whole weekend I still I kept the ball or the kept the pool in the kitchen. I had all my lights on, like my fairy lights. I I was doing. I was on the ball for the entire weekend. Had my hypnobirthing tracks in my ear. It was a lovely weekend. I was just on the ball, watching movies, listening to my tracks. Um, on and off, getting really really uh, strong surges. So my waters hadn't broke or anything like that. The sweep didn't work. Um, it was very. It was just a really slow start. But I didn't actually think I was. I, it was even near labor. I was just, I felt really grand. I was just uncomfortable. Um, I didn't sleep a whole lot that weekend. I just remember going from the bed to the couch, to the bed, to the couch, to the bathroom. Like I couldn't lie down on my back, couldn't lie on my side. My It was my lower back and my bum. I remember actually the only bit of relief I, I'd get was either sitting on my ball or sitting on the toilet. I mean, sit, just sitting on the toilet and holding onto the door. Do you know that? Just the bit of relief. It sounds so mad, but that's the only, the only, um, the only way I get a little bit of relief from the, the feeling. It wasn't even pain. I was just really uncomfortable. But little did I know that was obviously the start of it. Um, so the whole weekend was kind of, yeah, I didn't sleep and I was just uncomfortable. So Monday morning came around. We actually booked when we were there in the coom on Friday. There was no one available, so they said come back on Monday at nine o'clock. We said right, grand. So at this stage over the weekend, I thought to myself, right, we're not having this home birth. Let's just get you know get used to it so it's fine I kind of came to terms with it and then I got really really excited so we woke up Monday morning 
I knew I was just going in for the growth scan. But at this stage, I was one day away from being 42 weeks. So I knew, like, this is the very, this is the end now. So he's coming, you know. Um, so we went up to the coom. Now we took our bags and everything with us just in case anything happened. Um, oh, I'll never forget the journey up in the car. So they obviously came very, very bad then on the, the Sunday night. The surges were really strong. Um, I wasn't really, I was timing them, but they were, they weren't anything to like to write down, you know, and they, they're really sporadic. There, there was nothing to kind of take note of. Um, they were just really uncomfortable. So we went up to the coom on the um, Monday morning and got the scan. And I, she was measuring whatever it was. And she said, yeah, this baby is, yeah, it's a big baby. I just hate when they're just like, oh, it's a big baby. Like, it's no problem with big babies. It doesn't matter. Like he is looking a bit big, but he didn't. He he's, he wasn't huge, um, and she yeah she did notice that there was fluid around surrounding him. So I was lying there. And she said, "Yeah, you can go on up and get um go into a different. I don't know. I went up to a different area and different room of the coom, but I remember I couldn't sit down in the waiting room. I was waiting for ages, and I was just they were getting really really bad. And I think I don't really remember the timeline of that day because that's when the labour really kicked in when I was up there. But I didn't even realize, Cora, I like I was getting examined and I lay down and the midwife said to me, are you? I th- it wasn't even the assessment unit, it was the other, some other area. And she said, um, are you okay? And I said, I, I don't know, I don't feel great. And she's like, I, you're in labor, you need to get up to the assessment unit. So from the minute I went straight up then and yeah, it turned out that I was dilated and I had actually been in labor and I didn't really realize it. I just thought they were, I don't know what I thought they were. I knew they were something, but. Um, it wasn't what I had thought that it would feel like, you know, it was just, I was really uncomfortable. And they, they just kind of, they, they sort of took my breath away every now and again, but there was nothing. Um, it wasn't pain, I think. And again, I think that's all to do with the hypnobirthing because I just accepted them. I, I just, I, I, I managed them. I just, they weren't sore. They were, I mean, yeah, it was uncomfortable. I'm not going to say they weren't sore, Jesus. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't pain or anything like it. So, yeah then where what, what time was that was during the day that was oh yeah we had gone into like coming up into lunchtime I think on the Monday we were in the assessment unit and again we were um they still hadn't mentioned anything about like admitting me or anything like that I was they had just had my chart um and they were having a chat with me about everything and seeing how how I was but they noticed on my chart that I said I was having a home birth and my birth plan I had actually I forgot about this I wrote out a little um like birth preferences now it wasn't a birth plan you know it was I I think it just in the in case I ever had I had to go into hospital I wanted to just have a few little things kind of written down um just simple I, I think it was like um I wanted the room to be dim, you know, like low lighting. I didn't want there to be too much chatter in the room. I wanted to be able to play my music um, just little things like that. I wanted to be on all fours. I didn't want to be on the bed or coat pushing or anything like that. So I obviously had that at the front of my chart. So the women were, the midwives were, obviously could you couldn't miss it when they opened the chart. So they were so lovely. They were saying to me, you know, oh my God, I, I believe you wanted to have your your home birth but you know your baby's coming today and you're not going home today and the two of us kind of the realization that I sort of looked at Jamie and was thinking oh my god we're actually going to be here baby's going to be here in a few hours you know so um 
it was lovely. I burst into tears kind of thinking the re- like the realization, right? We're here now. We're not having the home birth. We're this, the baby's going to be here and, you know, I'm going to be fine. The excitement kind of kicked in and it was amazing, but they were just so, I'll just never forget the, how nice they were because they just kept referring back to the whole birth because I was kind of ups. I was emo- really emotional and I was crying, but I was like, I wasn't um, hysterical, but I was crying. I was saying, you look, really had planned a home birth. You know, I, I, I didn't expect to be in here. And they were just saying, you know, we're going to make this so lovely for you. We, you can still have everything. You can have the lights off. And, you know, we will try and make this a lovely experience for you. So they, oh, they, they were so lovely. They made it so nice for me. And um, yeah, I, it turned into like, I'm getting like jitters now, even in my legs, just even t- <laughs> talking about it now, coming back into, it's coming back to my mind now of how I actually, how they made me feel. It's it so lovely, lovely that they did that with you and they recognised that you, so nice. what, like yeah. what you wanted. Yeah, that's the thing. They just, they didn't have to do that. Like I was just someone else, you know, I was just someone who was coming in to be assessed, going into the labour ward to have their baby. Like they just made it so nice. They were just so understanding. And yeah, they just made me feel at ease instantly. I felt really safe then. And myself and Jamie could really relax. I think I hadn't really relaxed up to then because I was just, I didn't know whether we were staying or whether we were going home, what was happening. And um, I think we just went with it then. And from, I think, and it's funny because from then it, it all kind of ramped up and we then we were straight down into the labour ward and, um, oh, the, the labour pains came fast then for, for a couple of hours. So it all kicked off then. I wonder, did labour really pick up when you knew you were in an environment where you were being listened to? You'd spoken to Anya and you'd really settled in. I wonder, did the oxytocin really get flowing then? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Exactly. And we had actually, and we were talking to Anya in the meantime. So I was on the phone to her after being speaking to the consultant saying, you know, um, they re- they think that we're, we're staying. And, you know, she had kind of reassured me, look, there's absolutely no problem. I can be with you. I can come in. You can, st- you know, she was just reminding me of everything we'd worked on, and I think, yeah, I think then the two of us just felt right. We're ready now, and this, this is, this is where it's what this is meant to be, you know. Um, and yeah, my body just definitely just relaxed, and then, yeah, I went. Then I was in active labour then for. So I think I went. We went down into the labour ward that evening. Um, no, it wasn't even that evening. It was about four o'clock, I'd say four or five o'clock, because I remember Jamie going down to get snacks, bringing snacks back up, and I'm like, oh go away from me I can't, I can't eat like I and I had brought so many snacks and they say to bring in like oh like I don't know what were this like protein bars and I was packing my hospital bag and they had you know all these things I didn't want anything near me like I was I just was focused I was like don't it was coming up with like bars and popcorn oh, and I'm like, God. No, go away, go away. <laughs> yeah thanks but I just don't you know um I couldn't believe how strong the the surges came then, and they were really down into like my back. I know uh, they come, you know, different people, um, girls have them in different. Um, they feel them in different ways, I suppose. But I, yeah, I was on the ball. I could only. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sit on the ball. Couldn't. The bed was left like made I didn't touch the bed couldn't even go up onto the bed um, for those couple of hours I was just labouring on the ball I had my tracks in my ear I actually spent a lot of time in the shower did you find I found the shower was fab the water on my back um, they advise you to go down and take a shower so I think I had two or three showers probably in the space of the few hours that I was there just standing there with the water pelting down it was lovely um, yeah so the labour kind of um that that part I didn't really didn't particularly enjoy that section of the day that was just really intense and it's funny um I had said obviously that I didn't want any medication I'd pay medication I didn't just didn't want anything I thought no I'll do it myself I'm absolutely fine um and I know towards the end they kept coming down to me to ask me if they could give me something you know do you want some no no I'm fine and then I remembered I had my TENS machine in my bag but sure I was what good was that? It was t- honestly towards the very end. I remembered I had it, so I thought I'll put it on and just see what this what it's about. Because my friend swore by it; she told me to get one. So the uh, midwife put it on, but sure, the minute I pressed it, I felt instantly sick. I was like, "Get it off! Get it off! Get it off!" <laughs> I didn't want it on at all. I, whatever the feeling was, I don't know. It made it worse for me. I didn't like it, so um, whipped it off me. So yeah, there's a brand new. T- if anyone wants it, if anyone's looking for. It. A brand new tennis machine, never worn. Oh, and I was like, yeah, it suits some people yeah. and not others. Some people can find it really irritating and just want it yeah, off straight away. It really, I just, yeah, I was kind of in that irritated phase where I just, it, I didn't, I didn't want it on my back. And then 
God, it just sent it just felt really weird on me. But I know it's it's really, really good and other people really love it. I think I put it on too late. That's all it was. Like I should have when I started getting I should have put been putting it on when I was at home on the Saturday or something. But um it didn't know no favours for me. So um yeah, they checked me again towards the end, just after I took off the machine actually, and I was um four centimeters. So I could go down to the delivery room. But that was at about that was at about eleven o'clock at night. So I'd gone from sort of four o'clock that day. Like I'd laboured for the kind of the entire day up to about eleven o'clock that night, so I was exhausted. Um, hadn't even started the actual act, the 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 active labour part yet. Um, but yeah, I was just so excited. Like I was, I remember walking up to the delivery suite. They were saying, you know, oh, you're up in room twelve or whatever it was. I think it was room twelve. Um, and I was so excited. We were chatting, going up and. Oh my god! Just you know, then with just that moment where you're like, "This is—is is this actually happening to me? Like, is this about to happen?" It was just, I and mean, we were so excited. But um, I'll never forget the the room was just—I say this all the time. This part was actually my favorite, and it's so weird. Like, it's the this is the act, you know, the active labor, the pushing phase, the you know, the most intense thing that you'll do. But it's the part that I really enjoyed the most. We went into the delivery suite and they had the lights all turned off and there was a, like a, I don't know whether it was a salt lamp or a, like a lamp, but really dim light in the corner. Like they'd literally read my birth, like my little preferences and they'd made it. I didn't, I nearly burst out into tears. Like you know, saying that they probably do it for everyone, but there was no, to me, it wasn't like bright lights. It wasn't like this sterile environment. I had in my mind what it was going to, you know, I, I pictured when I was picturing the hospital, I was just picturing the worst case scenario, I suppose before then. Um, the, the lights off and I still had my mute my music in my ear I actually made a lovely playlist so I wasn't really listening to the 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 hypnobirthing tracks I was just listening to like gorgeous songs I did a lovely playlist all like chart not chart songs but songs that you'd know do you know I think I was playing um James Bay and just lovely I had lovely music on and um actually I think I had Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra so like just a really lovely playlist but I had them in my ears and um they just had the whole I just felt instantly just calm I just went in instantly calm and that was the delivery suite so um Anya arrived up shortly after which was amazing I was so excited to see her all come up um and I think when I when she arrived and then there was another midwife and the midwife that was there was just she was speaking really low to me and everything was calm and everyone who came in the door was it was just all very calm and exactly what I wanted so yeah I was I was um I loved it now it's it's funny I was only thinking about this today looking back at it I was obviously absolutely sweating like it was, I think I walked in the door and just stripped off just completely stripped off and Jamie was looking I think he was looking for like a nightie or something that I'd packed or you know the way you're like get me my labor clothes you know you think you're going to wear this whatever it's going to be like I want to get the navy the navy polka dot you know night dress or whatever get it out of my side pocket in the first bag you know I thought I had well sure he was upturning every bag couldn't find anything so in the end I was like it doesn't matter like I was getting really agitated you know when you're just that agitated I was sweating sweating so I ended up just um like no it doesn't matter it's it's funny isn't it you just don't care in that moment you're just like no so I'm walking around the delivery seat completely naked (laughs) going in and out of the toilet to sit on the um get some relief on the on the toilet because that was the best way for it the best position and um Anya actually had the water my water still hadn't broke but when I sat on the toilet then um 
did you do the you know you do the position where you sit um facing backwards yeah yes you sit facing the bathroom facing the cistern so the weirdest position you could ever possibly sit on. I was like, you're not making me sit this way. But the second I did, my water's broke into the toilet. Yeah. So it frightened the life out of me. Got such a fright, burst into tears because I just thought, well, you know, you just get such a fright and then it's like the relief. Oh my God, it's happening. Like my waters are finally broke. So um, yeah, the water's broke. And then we went back out onto the floor and I went they had a like a yoga like a mat laid out for me and a bean bag it was just lovely and I went down on on I was on all fours then for the whole labor pushing um the entire time I didn't go near the bed another bed that was left made <laughs> that I didn't go near so we um yeah it was it was lovely Anya was there the whole time with me with the other midwife as well and it was nice because you know I'd kind of worked we'd worked with Anya myself and Jamie had worked with her and like you know preparing for everything and it's just so just to have that familiar that extra little push that you need you know that little bit of encouragement and I felt really safe and really in control knowing that she was there as well she had it was gorgeous she had like all the oils and she was massaging my back and it sounds like the dream but <laughs> it's funny we were down and I was down on all fours and I was <laughs> my um I hope he doesn't mind me sharing the story he won't because I I just talk about it all the time we were he Jamie was sitting on a chair and I was just kneeling I I was put I had my arms he had a base got a pillow on his lap and I had my arms on the pillow and I was on all fours and so he was I was essentially just leaning on him for hours and hours and hours on end but he was completely trapped under me there was no way he was leaving and um I had he was holding the gas and air with one hand and he was obviously had a face cloth I think on me but I was sweating and I'm there you know I was pushing and stuff and um I kept saying to him, will you, will you take that jumper off? He had this, he, he ended up, he was wearing a pair of jeans and a woolly jumper, right? Like the wooliest jumper. Now it was February, so it wasn't warm. So he wanted to be, you know, and we only went up on the Monday thinking it was a check, thinking it was um, a scan. You know, we we weren't prepared really. I was prepared. I obviously, I had my bag, but nothing packed for him. So top tip for any get the make sure your partners have some sort of comfy clothes with them but anyway he was stuck in these pair of jeans and this woolly jumper and he's trapped underneath me and I'm squeezing him and I'm you know holding on to his legs but I kept saying to him will you take that jumper off you I'm sweating (laughs) take that jumper off you I'm sweating and he's in yeah I remember whispering babe it's 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 okay I'm I'm the windows are open you know like the windows were open it was the middle of the night I was pushing and I was obviously sweating but I kept saying it was really agitating me I was like will you just oh we laugh now thinking back a bit but I kept saying yeah take that jumper off I'm sweating because <laughs> I because I was holding on to this woolly like what is I was saying take it off it was irritating me you know you're so irritated you're just like well obviously I felt terrible for him because he's sitting there under me for hours on end didn't get to move but yeah so we did um yeah so that was or the labor was quite long um yeah it was really really long I was I I obviously had all my music I I took my earphones out my ears I just had sort of the phone on the bed and had the music playing and like it was gorgeous I just remember just going into myself I really kind of went inward and I was just concentrating on my breathing um Anya was behind me and the other midwife and it was so quiet so calm and um, 
now I was on the gas and air, so I mean, <laughs> I was absolutely loving that. But um, I, I just, yeah, I just remember it being really, really calm. But I didn't realize obviously hours and hours and hours and hours had passed, and I'm still at it. Like I was just, bre- I thought I was breathing my baby down. That's what we were, you know. That's what I was doing. I'd visualized it in my head. I was, I was pretty sure like that. That that's exactly what I was doing. The baby's head was there. I actually remember turning to, um. I kept turning it on yet and said, been like, am I doing okay? Am I, am I doing it right? You know, it was, I was, there was a few moments where I was kind of looking for reassurance because I felt like I was at it for ages and no one had really said anything. I was just sort of doing it and they were all like, go keep going. Everything is great. You know, they were just letting me be. It was really quiet in the room. There was no, like, it was just really calm, but hours had actually passed. <laughs> I didn't obviously realize um, I wasn't really progressing, but I was convinced that the baby was there. I was like, "He's, it's there. Like I can feel the head. Like, no, I couldn't at all. It was obviously, I don't know what it was. It was all in my head. Um, yes, yeah, so I was at it for a long time. I was getting very, very tired. The labor went on for quite a while into the night. Um, I think it went four, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. I was still at it. Um, yeah, I, Anya left then and... I was still in the same position. I I don't know how I lasted that long, but I I was I was absolutely fine. I was just re, I was just tiring myself out, and I wasn't really getting anywhere. So the next morning they checked. Um, it was I think at one stage they just said to me, I think the sun was coming up. It was obviously the next morning, and I'm still there, like in the same position. I don't know how Jamie didn't collapse because he hadn't moved off to, off that couch. He's like crushed underneath me, and I'm just there squeezing his legs. Um, but obviously I was just trying my best and yeah, we weren't progressing. Um, so the, the, the next kind of team of midwives came in, they were like, morning, like, okay, let's get up, get you up on the bed and see what's going on. (laughs) What's happening? It was, um, so we, yeah, I was just exhausted at that stage. The girl, they, they checked me and I think I was, I think I was at six, but I had thought at that stage, like I have to be 10, like I have to be near 10, you know? you know and that was a bit of a, a killer been told I was only at six centimeters um so I was just exhausted you know you just totally burn yourself out so I got up on the bed and I um I think they gave me pain relief then this this bit is kind of Jamie kind of um fills me in on the details of of, of this because I, I kind of I think I was just so exhausted that the I kind of lost track of what happened but they I took the pain relief then obviously but I mean I'd gone the whole way just with the gas and air but I was exhausted they checked the baby everything was absolutely fine and um, what happened was they the baby was just coming down his the widest part of his head was coming down first so he just wasn't fitting through my pelvis so he was coming down and he was going back up and there was just no way he was going to he was, there was just actually no way he was going to come out vaginally unfortunately um they they were trying I got like they did give me every opportunity to to try it but um we got um I was put on the drip then just to help to help me as well what is it the syntocin is it yeah and then and that helped with the with the surgery I was kind of in, in, in a little bit of pain at that stage so that helped with that and I lay on my side and I had that peanut ball which was gorgeous you know the lovely ball that kind of opens up opens you up and it's it's lovely I just felt really relaxed then I kind of relaxed a little bit um 
I think I nodded off. I had a bit of a, I think they let me have a sleep. I can't really remember what happened after that, but I was, um, it was coming into the morning anyway. And they were like, look, we'll give you an epidural because you're, nothing's happening here. So yeah, then we went and I got a, I ended up getting an epidural then. And that was a fab. <laughs> Again, something I hadn't really wanted. Not that I hadn't really wanted, but it was something that I hoped I didn't have to get. Um, I was open to it, but I, 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 I didn't think I would be getting one. And then sure, the minute they offered, I was like, yes, please, whatever it's going to take. Um, and then I, yeah, I sort of fell asleep and they said, right, we're going to give you more time to see what happens if, to see if the baby, um, moves position or anything, but no, the baby was just in, in the wrong position. He was absolutely fine, but, um, they were just a little concerned that it wouldn't have worked like that. I just wouldn't have been able to deliver vaginally. So, yeah, so the consultant came in and just had a little chat with us and said, look, listen, I think we should go down and we'll book you in now. Let's go up there and at 11 o'clock and we'll, we'll get this baby out. So it was, that was the end of, of the, the most eventful little night. So we, um, I kind of was like a section. So are you talking about a C-section? And she's like, yeah. So I, of course, I was exhausted at this stage, but I was, I was crying. I was like, no, I didn't want a C-section. And she said, listen, I know you wanted your, and then this was a different midwife. How nice, like this was a totally different midwife. And she said the exact same, you know, I know you wanted your home birth and, you know, we're going to make sure everything is, goes the way you want it to go. And I promise like, you know, we'll, we'll really, um, we make this a lovely experience and you're going to meet your baby soon. So yeah, so we, that was the decision made then. So it went from from me thinking that it was that I was having the baby on the floor to to going and having um <laughs> going and having a section. You must have been so drained because you were labouring for so long and really felt like you were yes. on the home run. So you were about to meet Yes. That's exactly it. It felt like uh, it, it was a home run, and it, I was I was constantly like, "This is the end." He uh, baby's about to come, and then it was like, "No, yeah. no, no, no!" And it, it was getting further and further away. And I, yeah, it, the exhaustion. I, I, I was absolutely like, there was nothing left in me. Do you know, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to go any further. I hadn't slept since like the previous, like the Friday or Saturday. Do you know, I'd been awake all night long, and um, no, there was just, how I even lasted that long, like with all the pushing. I don't know, but. Yeah, something kicks in, doesn't it? You're just you're you're kind of you're on the adrenaline just kicks in, and you just you just get on with it. But yeah, I definitely hit a wall, and I was drained. So at that stage, I was saying, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's 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 do the section. Um, yeah. So that's and then so it was literally it was like two different, completely different days. You know, yeah, it was just the maddest like couple of hours. 24 hours absolutely mental so we had planned um she it was just it was lovely do you know what when I, I had in my head and I've heard of and I know emergency emergency c-sections go very differently and they can be there can be a lot of panic and there can be a lot of um you know a lot of rushing and a lot of I don't know for some people it can be it, it can be an emergency situation I felt like this was thought out it was it was calm I call it like a gentle section because mm -hmm. I felt like it was right okay we're going up now you have I think I had about half an hour to kind of prepare for it so I think someone came in and gave me a, a, topped up the epidural and like 
someone else, you know, they came in with the trolley, popped me on the trolley and, okay, we're going to go on up to the theatre now. Jamie's going up ahead of you. They were chatting away to me as we were going up. It was all very like, like I, I even remember the conversation I had with the man who was wheeling me up, like lovely man, we were talking about like the weather and he was saying to me, oh, is this, I have the best job. I get to talk to, you know, good looking women <laughs> all day long. And, yeah. you know, it was lovely. But I, like, I actually remember like how calm I was going up even though I was, I had the gown on and I was being wheeled up for surgery, and which was something I thought I, I feared more than anything. But all of a sudden, I it was they just made me feel so calm about the whole thing, and it was nothing like. Um, thankfully, it was nothing like what I what I imagined. I thought it wasn't like an emergency or there was no panic. Everything was just really like, oh, we're going up now at eleven o'clock. You booked in, you know. Um, yeah, so off we toddled. We went on up and, um, yeah, I was wheeled in to the, like, this is funny. We, I was booked in for 11 o'clock and he was born at 11.01. Like, I cannot believe. Oh my gosh. Quick, I cannot believe how quick the sections take. Like, uh, Jamie nearly missed it. <laughs> we were wheeled up and I was like wheeled in and, you know, I I was kind of calm I think at that stage the minute the doors opened I kind of got went you know you get the yeah. shakes I even kind of have them I'm talking about it you get those uncontrollable shakes it's just natural isn't it I think it's the medication and everything but the, it kind of kicked in and I remember like trembling on the bed but there was this gorgeous midwife at my um at my head and she was chatting away to me like Jamie's on his way in um your baby's gonna be here and she was just chatting to me and I what it definitely was only a few seconds they were like okay your baby's about to be born what like he's he's here and then within seconds the, the um Jamie walked in so Jamie just appeared at my head at the exact second that they lifted him <laughs> up and they were like everyone just kind of gasped at the same time and went oh, the size of him he was he was actually I mean he was big he was a big boy he, he was 10 okay, seven. Yeah. I know that's not huge in, in, in ways but he just looked like this big chunk like he was huge and I kind of looked straight away and I saw that it was a boy we hadn't found out what it was what it was going to be um so we just kind of were like I just glanced and I was like oh, it's a boy like the two of us couldn't believe it we just were like you're joking me like I, I felt like I just turned around to ask your woman how she was and all of a sudden the baby was there like it's it's definitely not what I thought it was gonna be I can't believe how quick it, how quick it happened um so yeah he we were just oh we were bawling our eyes out and of course I was um I hadn't really thought about the whole section and what you know what happens with the sections I, I'd known obviously that you can have skin to skin I wanted skin to skin um but he oh, he was lifted obviously up and we got to kind of see him and then he was taken over to the um far side of the side of the room and you know we didn't obviously I didn't hear that cry that you that you're waiting for I mean it feels like a lifetime when you're the whole room goes quiet and you're just thinking oh my god like there's no cry out of him what's happening and I I was obviously still trembling I still had those shakes and I was crying um Jamie went over I just had totally go you know they said go on daddy you can it was all very calm there was no panic or anything everyone was was chatting away and um but they were obviously over with him in the corner and they said come on daddy you can go over and see him 
So I think Jamie went over to see him and came back to me and said, you know, he's fine. They're just working on him. And I probably was only like, like 30 seconds, probably like a minute, but it felt like forever. I was like, why, why isn't he crying? What is going on? Do you know, everything's fine. He just, see, he had, um, obviously with him having the fluid around him, um, he was just having a little bit of trouble, obviously breathing. So he finally let out finally well I mean it wasn't finally it was probably only a few seconds but as I said when you're lying down there and you're waiting for that you're like oh my god um he finally let out a cry but it it wasn't oh my god I'll never forget it it wasn't um no it wasn't the cry that you expect it was and I actually it's it's funny I put my ha- I put my hands up to my ears like because I didn't because I couldn't listen to it it was like distress and it was kind of he was obviously just um, gurgling, you know, he was trying to clear his little throat, but it was, it's just, it just wasn't a very nice sound because there was water on his, on his lungs. Um, so yeah, oh, it was a bit, just, that was a bit um, upsetting. I couldn't really listen to that. And then they, I was still kind of waiting for them to bring him over to me. I don't know. I just kind of was like, okay, put him on my chest now. But um no, they ended up, a man, another midwife came in with the incubator and I was like, oh no, like he's, is everything all right? So he was absolutely fine. They just wanted to bring him straight up to the special unit. So they put him in the incubator and they sort of wheeled and passed me and they just stopped kind of as they were passing me on the bed. And I kind of had a little, I got to see him, do you know, I was like, oh my God, look at him. But uh, with all his little tubes and everything, I didn't really get to sort of see his face properly. Um, but and they just wheeled him off so I was a bit like I was just kind of left there you know it wasn't exactly how I thought it was going to be it's where you know after after it all didn't get to the skin to skin so that I was kind of upset over that but um I was just in a little bit of shock I think you know you know obviously after the section you're in a little bit of like hold on like within a minute that all happened like it was in as I said he was we were in at 11 he was born at 1101 so this was obviously a couple of minutes later and they were um tending to me on the bed then making sure I was okay and everything was fine um yeah and then I was I think I slept I woke up um and Jamie had been up with him in the in the special unit and he took loads of photos of him and brought him down to me and you know he was mad I couldn't we couldn't believe the size of him he was such a big baby he was so chubby but um yeah so that's kind of how that was how it how it ended it was amazing how it how it began but I I wasn't um yeah I was a bit disappointed in the end when I didn't get to to um to have him I was just quite worried about him for those couple of for those first few hours really worried about it but he was totally fine he just um he had a lot of fluid on his lungs so he just needed a little bit of help so when did he come back down to you then he didn't actually come back down to me until the following day. Okay. Um, so that was hard. He was due down. I think he was due. They kind of were saying to me throughout the day, like I, I was wheeled back down to the ward. And I, I think I slept it off. I had a little nap because um, I knew like they were like, he's up there for just a, just an hour or so and we'll bring him down to you. Um, so I was kind of gearing up for that. And I don't, I don't know. He was born at 11, so 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, and we went the whole day he still didn't come down to me they just weren't releasing him they weren't um happy with him so they kept him up there but I was kind of up and down I was being wheeled up to him um to feed him um I, I was expressing at the time they didn't I, I wasn't actually um 
didn't have him on the boob. I was, you know, I was expressing for the first day for him. So I was kind of going up and down with food or with the milk for him. Um, but I couldn't hold him. So I didn't, I didn't get to take him out of the incubator then for the, for that day. And I went back to bed that evening or back down to the wars, slept that night. They kind of said to me, he'll be back with you in the morning. And oh God, they didn't come. He, he wasn't in the morning either. I was back up to him and up and down. And it was eventually, I think half five the next day when he was wheeled down to me finally. And I got to hold him on my chest. Mm. <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, it was a long we missed we, I, we missed that you know we missed that instant kind of I missed the skin to skin and the, like that it was 30 it was nearly 30 hours you know of from when he was born to when I actually had contact with him so that was a bit hard and actually at the time you know you're just so exhausted and you're in a you're in a daze and I was so happy and you know I think looking back now you you realize it was it, it was kind of shitty you know it, yeah. was, it wasn't the best sort of start for us but um, he was absolutely fine. He just they just needed to keep him up a little bit longer. How did you feel physically then? Oh, amazing! I really, really, really recovered really well. Um, okay. I sort of forgot. Like, I, it's like I nearly forgot that I I had sex. I kept jumping up out of the bed. Oh Jesus! I better not do that. <laughs> like, I felt great. Um, I was moving around quite quite quickly. Um leaning over you know I know it's really uncomfortable it is really uncomfortable obviously for those first few days but I recovered really well um yeah I remember feeling great I was just exhausted I hadn't slept and I was in the he was born on the Tuesday and I was in until Friday and for all of those nights for those four nights I didn't close I didn't sleep a wink I don't know how anybody sleeps in the hospitals fair play to to anyone who gets any rest because I don't know what happened. I just couldn't close my eyes. So I think I was just running on adrenaline. I I felt great. I thought I felt great. <laughs> like um physically, I was just I was just tired, but I was um I was just buzzing. Like he was born, he was beside me. I just I was obsessed with him. I couldn't believe that he was here and I was kind of, I was, you know, Jamie was in and out to me so much and we're very lucky. He was born just actually two weeks before the lockdown so the first lockdown of last year so um I got to have Jamie in with me the whole time which was which was amazing and yeah I, I feel for anyone in this it must be hard for anyone now when you're when when they're and um, they don't have that support there with them but um yeah I I just loved I loved being in the hospital they were really took care of me and um I loved those couple of days that I was in there I physically felt great um I didn't sleep, but I just, yeah, as I said, I was just sort of rolling with it. I was just kind of going with the flow and um, running on, yeah, adrenaline. I think I I crashed and burned when I got home. Then I slept for, <laughs> my mom came over and went him for a couple of hours and the two of us went to bed for, I think I slept for, well, actually I didn't sleep for that long, but um, yeah, I definitely needed it. But no, physically I was fine. I recovered really well. Um, I just took it easy on myself at home and stuff. I you know, I didn't, um, I didn't do anything major and we were, we hit the lockdown then. So for the first two weeks, obviously we didn't really have any visitors except our parents, our immediate family and then lockdown hit. So we were sort of forced to be stuck at home and do nothing. It was, yeah. it was actually amazing. It was a re- it was a, a real blessing looking back. Like we had that time where we'll never get that back. You know, Jamie was off work for 10 weeks, I think nearly. Um, I was we were just in our own little bubble um, 
I was obviously healing, getting better. I felt great. Um, Anya, I was getting um, the aftercare from Anya. So great, yeah, obviously because ask. I was, yeah. yeah, because I'm still, I was still kind of under her care, you know, obviously I had signed up for the home birth and although I didn't have my home birth in the end, um, I still wanted Anya to, and she, um, I still, she, I still availed of that, of that service. So she came to me and she had five or four or five visits with me after he was born. And I, lo- oh my God, I couldn't wait to see her. It was just, I lived for the, for her, for those visits. Um, she came to the house and just checked my wound and checked on the baby. And um, oh, it was fab. I just, even anything, you know, the little questions even you have in the, in the first, those first few days, like for, as a first time mom, I had millions of questions, didn't know what I was doing. Um, and knowing that she was calling over, like I'd have a list of things to ask her, you know, and she just felt like a friend and we built a lovely relationship with her. So um, it was lovely to have that care in those couple of, in those first few weeks that definitely helped me um, heal and yeah, just adjust and kind of settle into motherhood. I think she just, yeah, it was, it was really lovely those first few weeks. And then as soon as obviously she, um, she left us then and said goodbye and, we were sort of on our own then, but it was lovely because we were just figuring it out. You know, we were just figuring it out on our own. We were in lockdown, so there was no going anywhere. There was no, you know, visitors. There was no taking advice from anyone else. We yeah. kind of just yeah. were in this little bubble all by ourselves. And and all looking back now, it feels like 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 it's well, it's almost a year. He's eleven months now, so he's a year next next month. But it's um. That time was just gorgeous. I I loved it. As I know, we were in a pandemic and the world was falling apart, but like our world was just full of love, and we were just in our own little in our own little bubble, and it was really fab. It just turned out exactly like it's funny. Like looking looking back on it, and I came back from the hospital, and obviously the the the, the swim uh, the pool had been taken down, and you know they got rid of as they say all the evidence of what I I they thought I'd be really upset because I didn't get my home birth you know mm. but I remember saying to Anya like in the hospital I sent her a message when I was in the hospital saying like thank you for everything you know I had the most I I, I can't believe he's here and this has been the most beautiful experience and although it ended in the one thing that I said I didn't want um, I can't believe I'm talking about it in such a positive way and I absolutely loved I loved every I loved every minute of I loved every minute of the pregnancy all of the births like I loved it I really really enjoyed it and I think I'd, I'd do it all again tomorrow whether I got to have my home birth or not you know it's um it, it's just I I I just yeah I absolutely loved it <laughs> oh gorgeous yeah all day long. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. <laughs> you had such a nice um group of people like between Anya who obviously I I'm trying to be her best friend, constantly annoying her. And oh my god! I, yeah, I know everyone in the <laughs> hospital. Yeah, and it it was just lovely. I I just I love looking back on it. It was really fab, and it was nice that despite obviously you had your C-section, but you got to feel labour pains, the baby coming down. You got to feel all that as well, which has probably helped your recovery maybe on the other side of things. Yeah, yeah. Cool, lovely. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah.
Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for listening to me for so long. No, I love it. No, I lo- likewise, I, like Sean sometimes knocks on the door. It's like, hey, uh, it's half 11. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm still talking. I'm still talking. I'm sorry. Yeah, I listen. We could talk about it all day long. And oh, my God. And thank God. And thankfully, I only have one birth story for you so far. <laughs> like if, you had to, if you had to come to me when I was two or three down, the, we'd be here all night. Um. No, yeah, I love talking about it, and I, I'm glad that I get to um, glad that I get to relive it a little bit when I'm talking about it. So it's nice; it just brings back all the good feels. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to share your story, you're more than welcome to. You can get in touch via Instagram at Ireland's Birth Stories, or you can reach out over the website Ireland'sBirthStories.ie. I look forward to bringing you another episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.